this is your job. Make sure there is food on the table. Like life isn't about F this. I'm out here. We about to go in. We about to go in. We really about to go in. So fact, we were just making the best out of what we had. That's that's. I feel like that's exactly. Interesting. 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 Are the questions are okay? You think they were like too generic, too like? Oh, no, I'm good, bro. Like, this question, you know, I just feel like <laughs> with these questions, it's gonna bring up like more, more memories and stuff from the back of my head that I could just keep on adding yeah. to the podcast. You know, like I was looking at them early and I was just thinking about mad thoughts that was coming through my head. And Same. So. Same. Yeah. Everyone, I'm Izzy, and welcome to Izzy's Network, the podcast. The conversation on this episode will be about disparities in public education. I have a special guest. <laughs> Round of applause, Ralph. What's up, y'all? Yeah, you know, my name is Raphael <laughs> Whittingham. I'm old classmate of Izzy, Kanazi High School, class of 2011. Shout out to the class of 2011. Shout out to all you guys who are listening to my podcast. Um, and today we're going to share our personal stories attending a public high school in Brooklyn and. Part of my job today is, while we're having these personal conversations, is kind of contextualizing um, and building this conversation through a sociological point of view. But before, oh wait, you need to plug in your business. You thought I'm not gonna let you slide. Go ahead, guest introduction, let's go. Um, Shut out your business. So, I graduated from college with um, an exercise science degree. So um, I do sports performance and personal training. Basically, you know, helping athletes and our generic population of everyday um, people just to get better through exercise. Um, you can find me on Instagram through justraf, double underscore. That's my personal IG. And I also have another Instagram page on mayhemsp, M-A-Y-H-E-M-S-P underscore. And that's where I um, post my training content and everything if you want to check that out. Awesome. He's great. I've seen him, so you should check him out. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> All right. Before we continue, here are your updates. Don't forget to subscribe, write a review, share the podcast, and follow my podcast page, Izzy's Network, on Instagram to get the latest notifications. And also write a review. Please write a review because, you know, as there's like one review and I'm like who are these trolls <laughs> like who, who's out here hating like I don't understand but yeah so just make sure you support and by part of supporting my podcast is like subscribing um sharing and liking keeping up to date with what I'm doing so first things first shout out to Jada Smith for bringing clean water to Flint Michigan the first ever water box is pumping out clean water to Flint residents at the first Trinity Missionary Baptist Church so the water box um basically goes through multiple filters to remove any minerals um lead or other contamination um from the water so that way it's you know suitable for people to drink so just that is great right 
to give a quick background so just we're not lost like oh well why did james smith bring a water box well back in 2014 um there was flint had a water crisis after they decided that they were going to change the water source from lake huron and the detroit river to a less costly source and they transferred the water to flint river which was really crazy because people i remember when news broke out they said that many of the residents was like, um, I don't believe you guys are going to change it to the Flint River because like this is water that has never been tested. Right. If you look for like it's like you like changing the water to the Hudson River. Like yeah. like <laughs> dutty, that's right? A lot, that's a lot of water. Dutty. To change, right? Exactly. That's really a lot of water change. Dirty is if the water the water has not been tested, treated, anything, but right. they just automatically shifted this water source. And subsequently what happened was it exposed over a hundred thousand residents to elevated to elevated lead in their bodies, causing a lot of major health issues um, within the community. That's wicked. wicked, right? Uh, and you know the person was a Republican. Let me not though. No, let me not yeah, do that. Right. Let me not. <laughs> let me not. Let me not. <laughs> let me not. <laughs> I love all people. <laughs> First thing, second, the R. Kelly interview. What should, what should you thought about that? Hilarious. You, I mean, I didn't even watch it, but you know, I've just seen, you know, everything's on social media. So, you know, all the trolling that's been going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just funny to me, but, um, you know, didn't the, like, two girls that was with him, like, they were saying, like, oh, our parents are wrong, and yeah. he wasn't doing anything to us. So, it's just like, oh, man. Um, that was... I'm not gonna... He's crazy, you know. He's, I, honestly, I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> one one day he's innocent, and now you got people backing him up. Like this is a crazy situation. Uh, you know and, what? You brought up a good point. It's a crazy yeah. situation. I think that in hindsight, when we really, when everything unveils, it's gonna really show the true character, the like the true nature of this person. Right, right. What's really odd is that let's not forget the fact that these women don't have contact with the parents. In order for them to contact their parents, like they have to go through well for the parents to have any communication with their daughters, they have to contact the ma the manager or some some like person in the R. Kelly camp right. to at least try to get in contact with the daughter. So which means that these two women are not even like based on right like based on how they're regulated, they're not even allowed to like go to graduations, go to events, this, that, and third, right? And literally, who makes those decisions is R. Kelly, right? So, which I think is sticky because, I'm like, here he is. Let's not forget, like, there's some type of control that's happening, right? So, I just feel like he's guilty all the way. He's guilty all the way. But, yo, stay updated with R. Kelly. Right, this is about to be like the next OJ time ten. Yeah, facts. So I know I have a lot of updates, but second thing, third. <laughs> so I know most of us have been receiving spam calls. Like, luckily some of them can. Yo, what's up with that? Depend. Like, <laughs> my phone was every every day, ten in the morning. Like, yes, on routine, like, spam calls are calling us. Like these, like when you get a phone call that says scam likely or a number that's unknown or a number that's kind of like it looks like your number, but right. the last four is like different. Those are all like spam calls. And the reason why they were able to um, make these calls is because it's easy for them to like tap into the phone business or the operating business to make those particular calls. However, um, the research from the communication security firm has suggested several ways that you can minimize the number, the number of annoying spam calls that arrive on your phone. 
So the first thing you should do is, they suggested, is add your number to the national do not call registry. The next thing is that you can make sure your provider has some type of, um, like, I don't know what you call it, like those screens, so that way, I don't know for iPhone, it, sh it shows scam likely. Right. So, or you could just download, there's, there's apps that are available where you can, for free, that you can kind of um, have, like yeah, yeah, so that way you can black or screen those. I see, I see. Yeah, I got screen over, yeah, I need to be looking at it also, <laughs> I thought, I thought something was going on, I'm like, this thing been going on for months. Yeah, it has, it's months. getting, it's actually getting a little ridiculous, like, that's, like I'm like, oh, we must be in a relationship, right. relationship, because you call me every day at the exact time. <laughs> like you are committed, <laughs> like you are committed. So yeah, and also like just block specific numbers on your phone. Mm -hmm. So if, like if it, even though it says spam likely, just go on your recent, block that number. That's what it is. And I think the last thing, which is I know, last thing, last thing, definitely the last thing. Um, related to international news is that the violence and corruption that's happening in Central America, the U.S. is playing a big factor because they're actually selling guns in Central America, right? So, <laughs> right. So, which is like one of the biggest factors why there's a lot of migration um, from Central American residents or Central American people who are moving up north to the United States, like seeking asylum because they're really, they're trying to escape violence and escape um like corruption and abuse in the particular country and government instability in that particular country. The U.S. is, even though research shows like it's insufficient, they're still selling the guns in these countries and they're like, research supports like, no, we should not be doing that. But your president thinks otherwise, <laughs> right? So yeah, and that is the update. So let's get into the content. Updates. <laughs> Learned a lot today. <laughs> Good. <laughs> So, to provide, to provide some content here, um, so we, so education um, has been a big advocate, right? Has been used as a, as a central point to improving mobility, um, improving economic opportunities, and reducing a lot of, you know, um, reducing the racial disparities between like black and white or black and other racial and ethnic groups, right? And what people, um, unless you are particularly in the field of a particular discipline, there people a lot of people don't know a lot of the education issues that go on in the U.S. context, particularly in public education, right? In my bonus episode, I talk about tracking, right, as one to be a, a significant problem where black students and brown students are tracked into particular basic programs where you have more white, Asian, and other groups tracked into higher AP courses because right. of race, because of the, I think it's called the, I can't remember right now, and I'm not gonna say the wrong word, <laughs> but specifically, and then another part would be like bilingual, like, like the reason why there's certain, um, like certain schools don't have bilingual, but certain schools do have bilingual mm -hmm. um, classes for students. So there's a lot of issues here, but particularly we're going to talk about inequality because this is something me Ralph has faced in the school we went to. Right. So yeah, let's uh, let's let's just let's just start. Let's just start. Okay. We both attended the same high school, right? That was phased out, and by phased out, I mean that they were not accepting any incoming freshmen. The mayor at the time has decided to shut down the school. So I want to know, Ralph, what was your last impression that you can remember attending? 
Canarsie High School. For me, um, my last impression that I had from graduating from Canarsie was like, it was just like, thank God I made it out, but at the same time, you know, they was like pushing us out. Yes. You know, from our from our freshman year, yes. going all the way up to our senior year, it was just like they were literally just like. <laughs> reducing our high school experience to like to the worst possible way they can mm -hmm. from having a whole school to walk around you know be around like what we got three floors in Kenosha yeah three to four floors, floors. and floors. to my senior year I only I could only walk around on my first floor like that was just crazy you know um, mm. taking taking away all our resources teachers having to leave the high school you know we have less teachers it was it was crazy and then the new the new students that were coming in because you know we they had, we had to change our high school to a campus and they added three more other schools to, to um to Kanashi. so i'm sharing a whole building with three other schools mm. so that's less space for me they have more they have they, they have they have more space to, to roam in a high school you know it. they're getting better opportunities than us it's just like wow like in a sense i mean at that time i didn't see it you know i like we just lived through it we just yeah, like we okay just, this is what it is this it. is what's going on whatever and, and it's crazy like we had to stick together that's one thing i started to see you know we, we got smaller and smaller so we were forced to like you know all get to know each other well because like, we on yeah. one floor now <laughs> yeah, now true. we on one floor we got to see each other every day and like i just started to see like you know a lot of clicks and everybody started to start to get together and stick together while we um while we endured the the last those last moments of high school yeah so that's serious it was <laughs> it was it was different you that's know serious. but you, you brought up something really interesting so you mm -hmm. so you said that one of the things that you saw were that students right we now we have to share a building with three yeah. like with other schools in our own building right, right? right. we came here first <laughs> y'all got more stuff than us like, right but so and to to say like these two mind you like in reference to the computer lab like mm -hmm. we had dell desktops mm -hmm. with keys missing from the keyboards right, right? while these two while these new schools had a couch ac we never ac. had ac yeah they got lounges and everything lounges <laughs> they, they had they had all new technology those they had right. they had the apple computers mm -hmm. apple desktops and we literally had nothing, nothing. so Oh, and they had smart boards. That's when smart board became really, right, really popular. Right. But we were right. still stuck with the same chalkboards. 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 We had chalkboards. Exactly. Regular chalkboards. Exactly. <laughs> so it's so so as students like we so and that's the thing like I think one one of the biggest deficit into um, integrating schools and shutting down schools and implementing these new schools is that the they had they probably whoever created this policy had a good intention of like oh you know we're trying to make education better but at the same time what you're forgetting is the people who are still in that space who has to witness these disparities to know like oh we don't have funding for you but we have funding for them oh yeah oh we care about education but we care about educate education for specific people mm -hmm. and how it hurts us mentally was the fact that at first we're like oh no like this is you know, we we psychologically are taking it in, right. but we're not processing it until after we leave high school, right? right. Which is the problem. And and a part of the phase out process is, you know, you know, teachers are leaving. We don't have chemistry, we don't have physics, right. we don't have many of these important <laughs> classes right. that we should have taken while in high school to make us more competitive in a college in process college, right. and in college while we're in school. And we're and part of the phase out process also is the is the is the long term effects. Um, where students are having difficulty found employment, students are having difficulty to 
pick or go to attend a really good school, um, having difficulty to find the social and cultural capital in order to, to find the mobility to navigate spaces in their day-to-day lives, right? right? So it's it's really deep, and I'm so happy to have you here because, mm-hmm. like, a lot to share with y'all. A lot to share. This is, like, this is not okay. Like, it's not okay that we have to experience it, experience this. And it's not okay for those other schools across the U.S. to our con- like schools in Chicago are being shut down, mm-hmm. right? And you already know there's a violence problem. There's a like there's just so much going I mean, on in Chicago. So that, now that you brought up violence, that's one thing. Oh yes. I I would say that the phasing out helped in Canarsie. Mm. You remember my freshman year in '07? That was crazy. wild, pretty wild. I remember <laughs> that was that was a big eye opener for me. I was because you know I went to pre- predominantly white schools and fresh and. and in junior high school and, and, and elementary school. So, like, coming to Canarsie and seeing and going through that culture shift mm. of, you know, going to a predominantly black high school in the city, it was just like, all right, this is different. <laughs> like, I, I definitely didn't know what I was getting myself into, but, like, you know, as the years went on, got more quiet. You know what I thought was pretty messed up? What's that? So, like, the students who weren't going to make it to right. graduation, mm-hmm. they weren't, remember they were all in, like, one side of the hallway? Right. I feel like that is... So oh, yeah, fucked oh, up. yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're <laughs> that was so that's fucked right. up. Yeah, that, that, that was, was messed crazy. up. Like, like basically, also another, and th- that's like again, like psychologically, like fucked up, mm-hmm. right? That you have like these students who you know are not going to graduate, mm-hmm. so you purposely put them all in one room in one side of the hallway. That's fact. That's yeah, not I, okay. I do remember that. That's, that's not okay. Fact. So again, issues in education. Mm-hmm. Right, issues in education. So let me let me ask you this: How did you feel, right, being a student while in school at Canarsie, and how has that changed since you graduated? Um, I mean, while while you know while all the, the um shenanigans were were going on as we were graduating, you know, um, I still had a great experience nonetheless. You know, mm-hmm. I had a, I had some I had some close friends. You know, I also was a um athlete there at Canarsie, and you know that that also the football program was also affected negatively mm-hmm. by by the phasing out um mm-hmm. having 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 three different four different schools on different schedules you know that messed with that messed with practice time lifting time like that really messed up our, our itinerary when it came to to um scheduling preparing for games preparing for the next season That's preparing deep. for everything so it was just that's you know, I gotta wait. I gotta wait for my teammate from this school to get out this time. My teammate from this school gotta go, gotta go do this for class at this time. Like it was, Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we we all weren't on one page. You know, you you're on the team, you gotta be on one page. So that's that's another thing that that also affected me. But um, you know, nonetheless, I still have fun at Canarsie. You know, um, I always challenge authority, low key. You know, <laughs> I would act like you know I was a good kid, but you know, I was. I was still going on the other floors, messing with the other. I'm not, not messing with them. Excuse me. I wasn't messing with. Like, Don't I would, lie. I, I would go to the. I would go to <laughs> other schools. You know. See, I had teammates. You know. I would go sometimes. Go float with the other girls in other schools at the time. You know. So you know, we we were still having fun. Like, I I, I challenged. I was a rebel. I challenged the authorities there. You know. Facts. Do but, Do you think that because you were an athlete? Because I know for me, when I was an athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, because of this label I had, it right. kind of protected me from the other, um, from like the much harsher like disciplinary codes, mm. right? Because we're athletes, we're like, oh, like, ha, like, oh, this person's an athlete. This person means nothing. Or this person, right. like, so, so they. I feel like because we're athletes, it kind of labels us as good in a sense. But mm-hmm. those who weren't athletes, they were like, okay, this student. So um, I felt like we were able to like have more power in that space because of because we're a athletes. A little bit. I would say that. Um, I would say that. 
Yeah, we did have more power because, you know, being on the football team after school, like, sometimes we use the side doors to, like, come in and out of school sometimes to get our food and come practice and everything. Mm-hmm. And then I remember, you remember Mr. Wilson? I think so. All right, so this dean that came in, I think he came in our junior year, our last two years. Was he tall with glasses? Yes, yes, and, I yes he, Mr. Wilson. I remember once he didn't care about the football team. I and think he suspended. Like I think he suspended me for being in the gym one time. You, you've, exactly. I don't. That's like what I'm it. saying. He did not care. You see, he did not care about athletes. He didn't care about anybody. So I remember one time I came through the side door with my lunch for um, for practice. You know, it was after school. I always did this after school. Went outside, got my lunch, came through the side door. Oh, I think it's the next day or the next couple of days. He comes to me. Oh, we saw you on the camera coming through the side door. I'm sorry, I have to suspend you. I'm like, no, I ain't coming here with a gun. I ain't stab nobody. I ain't fight nobody. You know, it's just... It's he was just suspending quick. everybody. Everybody. Like, he did not care. And I'm just like, you really suspending me for using the side door to get lunch before I go to practice? Uh-huh. Which in which which is wrong in the quote-unquote rule books, but like, come on. Yeah. Especially especially a guy that didn't really, you know, I, I didn't give any... I wasn't messing... I didn't give any trouble, you know, I was... A, as a kid that always went to class and everything, so it's just like, why, why are you doing this to me? And he's right. just like, he's just like, well, it's the rules. I'm sorry, like, I'm just and like, yo, whatever. Which goes to my thesis, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I wrote a thesis on the criminalization of the black body in school spaces, mm-hmm. and part of one of my th- one of my um, one of the factors I've used was discretion. He literally used his position and with discretion right. to again create a particular climate where he was just suspending everyone like he actually when he suspended me he laughed he's like yeah you're in the gym i mean i was done with school i didn't want right. to go home like at this time like yo i'm literally just in this building to, for practice because i don't want to go home mm-hmm. i'm just gonna chill at the gym like what am i what am i really gonna do right. and he legit suspended me like it's not like i was missing class or anything but he legit he's legit suspending everybody yeah. Which is again like another problem with education because how how leadership is also um, how leadership occurs in certain school spaces can really determine the trajectory of a student's mm-hmm. right. So one statistics and widely reported is that the more you suspend students, the less likely they're going to graduate. The less likely they're going to you know use their voice. The less likely they like the it minimizes their capital their social capital as far as communication, interaction, networking, that which are valuable skills for them to move forward after they move on from high school. Yeah, boy was out here power tripping. Huh? <laughs> you he definitely out here power tripping. Like using his power, <laughs> power using his power just just power to, tripping, that's yeah, what it's called. Yeah, right. he's out, he's really using his power just to show everybody like, yeah, I'm the man around here right now. Like I'm just like that that was that was one of the corniest reasons I ever got suspended in my life. I was just like, oh, wow. You yeah. suspended me for that. Yeah, that's crazy. I mm, 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 mm. so and so you talked about that, right? And how has that changed? Like, when you when you think about the culture of that particular school, how like did you, when you when you after you graduated, you mm-hmm. went to college, and I take these college classes, you're interacting with like different groups of people mm-hmm. and learning about other other people's schools, high school experiences. Like, did you ever feel like, yo, I really went to, like, I was really oppressed in that space. Oh, like, yeah. I was really, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, I was, yeah, we were, we were being oppressed in that space, you know, especially, you know, going to college, um, playing football at, at, at um, in undergrad and, you know, meeting people from different states and everything and hear about their cultures and their high schools. Like, I was robbed of high school experience. That's how I feel. But, you know, but, nonetheless, I had a great, I had a great experience at high school because I was, I didn't really 
feel like I was being oppressed, you know, I was... Or, I, like, or like, not at least, like, being... or. Nah, we were being oppressed. We were. <laughs> we, we were being we, we yeah. were being oppressed, but <laughs> we, we couldn't identify that <laughs> yeah, couldn't. as students, we right? Couldn't. So I was just we were just making the best out of what we had. That's that's ex- I feel like that's exactly what high key. Yeah, that's feel like that's exactly what we were doing at the moment. Like, look, this is all we got, we all we got, we gotta make the best out of this. That's crazy. Right. Yeah. But um yeah, compared to everybody else else's high school experience, it felt like they were just like in college, before they got to college, when I was just mm. like, wow, like, you guys had it great. To the point where, you know, where we're at in college, was like, yeah, man, my high school is better than this college. I'm like, man, what, what high school you went to? <laughs> like, 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 come on. Like, so that, that was, like, the difference between yeah. what, what I hear about other high school experiences and mine's. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, so, like, for me, you know, because I can't just have you share. I got to share, too, because right, we both right. went to the same high school. Mm-hmm. Um you know, being a student at Canarsie, I was just definitely like, okay, well, like, it's so hard for me to, like, really put myself back into that memory because I know, because I have learned so much after the fact, right. right? So, like, just being a student, I'm just, like, trying to think back, okay, yes, literally, like, clockwork, one block before I get to the building, mm-hmm. I'm taking off my belt, I'm taking off any jewelry, <laughs> yeah, whatever it is, that's just just so when I get to in front of the building and I gotta go through the metal detectors, I don't have to deal with the long process, with the hassle of these school safety officers, with the rudeness of whatever adult is in there trying to push the line as fast as they can to try to get us to class on time. So I remember that very vividly. And I also remember, like, again, just thinking, like, yo, like, okay, so we're just in this class. Right, we're doing the best we can, right? And we're just literally living the experience of what it means to have to of the inequities in that public space in a public education, like not having the proper textbooks or textbooks that are way out to date. Learn European texts rather than no not like books or or classes that kind of represented, right, the majority of the black people in the school. Or just like what else? I don't know. Like just basically I like bas just me basically have to play fake just to like be nice to a, like to the adults just so because I know if for one one little thing I will be labeled immediately. There's a big labeling problem. Right. Um there's a big labeling problem where if you did one little thing that's you're automatically labeled deviant, you're labeled bad and then again statistics shows when you start labeling these kids, they actually become the statistic and it ultimately the trajectory becomes worse, right? So there's a lot of issues. I remember like back as a freshman, there was this te- there was this teacher, she was just like, Oh, just like there was this rumor and she's like, Oh, just claim the rumor. Like and I'm like, Claim the rumor. Claim. Who said that? What's she's she's that? like, she did, she just she was like, just admit it, just admit that it is and I felt in in hindsight I think what she was trying to do mm-hmm. was like um, don't let people take the power from you, reclaim back power. Right. But like terrible advice, mm-hmm. right? And and it's crazy how a particular climate can completely change your mindset and you can really be up on guards, right? Because of how people are labeling you in that every space day. every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. <laughs> Definitely every day, right? Problematic, right? <laughs> so me just being a student and not, again, like, I'm just like, just a, like a regular black girl going to Canarsie every day. 
just literally living through that experience what's provided to me right what's given to me what's what opportunities are accessible to me and what has changed after when I graduated went to college and took sociology 100 I was just like hold the fuck up you telling me there's structures there because I used to be so sad I'd be like I'm, I can't provide a two-page paper why am I taking this basic ass English class right. but like students who are college ready in English are taking 107 and I'm here right. got a state extra hours on Fridays and I'm still struggling with C's and D's. I was just like, yo, like I cannot write a paper. Why can't I write a paper? And I have I can't when I took sociology and I started learning I started like my discipline became an inequality, I started to learn like, yo, like there's something systemic here. Like there's structures in place, right? That kinda propels or kind of, you know, shapes a student's experience. So because of that, it was just like, oh wait, let me not blame myself anymore that the fact that I cannot write, but understand that there were conditions in place for me to learn not how to write. And I had to learn that very quickly when I got to school, when I started, when I attended um, undergrad. And there's a lot of issues with like the fact that there's a lot of policing in school, right? Again, like, like creating this harsh climate, that climate is not okay, right? With the, the climate is supposed to be very like inclusive, very like not a very top-down approach, but like students have the knowledge as well as administrators, as well as the teachers, and literally combining that experience for a much like, I guess, youth, like beautiful, whatever it is. I don't know what that right. is because I never experienced it attending Canarsie, mm -hmm. but it's just really interesting I mean, to- I, I feel like, I feel like wherever you attend school, that should be a utopia. Mm. I feel like your, 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 our children in the future, like they should be, they should be coming back from school. Like, hey, you, you ask them, how, how was school? They tell, oh, school was great today. Like, that should be their, you know. I mean, every day is not perfect, mm -hmm. but th that should be their answer most of the time. Yes. You know, we shouldn't right. be going to school, be depressed and everything, you know. But like, I understand you. We all we start to grow socially mm -hmm. as we get into high school and college and everything. You know, we're gonna we're gonna be judged by others. We're gonna judge others also. You know, that's just part of growing up and find out who we are as ourselves but like high school and undergrad and everything this it shouldn't be like a bad experience it should really be utopias for yeah for um for students yeah. i think for us like because we had good friends it made it made the process a lot easier yeah, because if we didn't good. have good friends we probably would have been a lot miserable in fact. that space That's so if i didn't have my friends i don't know what I would have done. Shout out to that. shout out to Ralph friends and my yeah, friends. Facts, yeah. <laughs> great friends I got, man. Some great friends I had. Right. Mm -hmm. So, hmm. Is there anything you want to add? Is there anything like um, I didn't add yet that you just want to share? Like that you thought that was a big issue while you were in high school? Oh, well, another thing. Um, yeah, we didn't have any guidance. Yes. And speaking yes. of guidance, our guidance counselors wasn't guiding us. <laughs> like. <laughs> No, 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 really. Like, yeah, it's facts. another thing, go you know, ahead, especially as being athletes and going on to go play um, college athletics. There's certain classes that we should have taken mm -hmm. to clear for the clearinghouse for the NCAA to start wow, playing. Wow, good point. Which, like, when I got to Delaware State, I had to sit out a year because I didn't have enough credits to clear the clearinghouse. And then wow. when that happened to me, I'm sitting down thinking, I'm like, yo, where did I? And I even remember, like, before going to school, like, me, like, taking about my old transcripts writing down credits and like what did i take what did i take did i did i clear but i didn't have the software to see if like i really cleared or not and i'm almost every like every day i'm just i'm going over like going over my credits again like i probably oh i think i got enough credits to go play i don't gotta sit out everything i get there i gotta sit out and then you know i'm thinking back like wow like where'd i go wrong not and you it was not it's you. not you know i'm blaming myself you. i'm blaming yes. I'm, and i was don't. blaming myself i'm like yo where'd i go wrong like was was I wasn't I doing well in school? 
what I graduated with a with an eighty five average. Like not what is it? Yeah, facts. I graduated eighty five, and it's like yo, I I graduated with a good average. Like how do I have how do I not have some credits? And there's specific science classes and mm. social 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 studies classes that we in social math. Uh, um, not social math. Um, math classes that we should have taken yes. that I did not take to get to um clear for the clearinghouse and play college athletics and. That falls on my guidance, my guidance counselors. Like that falls on I'm every a, minute. Guidance I'm, counselors, any 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 person who is right? responsible for making sure like every student has a re- like is mm-hmm. you know prepared, right? We were not prepared for it's college. We wasn't, and it's like wow. Like I'm sitting, I'm like I'm thinking, I'm like wow. Like nobody was actually guiding me through this process. Like hey, Raphael, you gotta take this class and that class so you could you could clear for this level of of um of football to go play to go play while you get in college and you know didn't have that I didn't even clear for I, I didn't clear for division two I, par- I partially cleared and That's the requirements crazy. are less for division one so it was just like and my grades weren't bad so it just, it just didn't it, at, it, at the time it just, just so, didn't make so, sense to me it was so like, basically wow. it was just a, it's not that you had the bad grades or you mm-hmm. weren't like you because you was definitely a great athlete mm-hmm. and you definitely had the grades to get in mm-hmm. however you just did there was a certain classes that you did not take because they were not available to exactly. you because they were removed, right. right? Or just never existed, whatever the case may be, depending on whoever made those rules, you were not able to you had you had to literally struggle through the process to find out if you were able to play. Right. right? And then it also limit limited your opportunity to play competitively at an institution, right? Just, that, because, just because I wasn't aware. Just because, no, no, you were aware because you were, your now, effort at, was there. At the moment though, like before, before it all came to like me getting into college and like, oh, do I have enough credits? Like, you know, going through high school, I wasn't aware that I had to take all these classes and stuff to get mm. to that next level. But they were aware. They should, they should, they honestly, they should have been aware of yeah. like, oh, you know what? That's right. Well, they should, again, provide every class, whatever mm. it is, so that, that way, because like, students are not, students are not a monolith, right? So mm-hmm. everyone has different experiences. They have, people have different interests, right? So making sure how can we, um, how schools can provide a space that all the students' needs are met, not just some, not just a few, yeah. but all. I think one of the biggest things, like, they were just so hard, they were just so focused on, like, oh, I'll get into a CUNY school. C- oh, CUNY, yeah. CUNY's not bad. You know, CUNY's <laughs> let's, not bad. Let's, let's not get into that. <laughs> yeah. But, no, let's yeah. get into it. We are, we are going in. No, fact, we are like, going in. Yeah. There is nothing wrong with attending a CUNY school, but predominantly, they would tell us to list CUNY College as a primary, a primary option, mm-hmm. and then you apply to these other um, four-year institutions, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, Brooklyn College, you know, Hunter are really good schools, but, right. you know, what about schools outside of New York City? Why not expand? Don't, don't, limit, don't limit my experience. Yes. Because, of, because yes. of where I go to high school and because of all the, um, the students that have came before me, you know, it's like, I, I definitely went, went through that, you know, people trying to tell me, oh, you should just go to this school, go to that school, and like, and in my head, I'm like, nah, I got, I got different, I got a different vision than you have, you know. And mm. I'm glad I followed my vision instead of listening to some others. That sounds like Michelle Obama. So you know, it's crazy how like it's important to for those who are listening and for those who work with students, you know, make sure you're aware of the student, your students' aspirations, and making sure that their needs are met, but also not, you know, shutting out their dreams, right? Because just imagine. We were told that, but we didn't listen. We went to Delaware. I went to D.C. Mm-hmm. But imagine how many students who stayed in New York, and they could have had the opportunity 
to have the chance to explore a different state. It's important to expand because when you expand out of, you know, Brooklyn, then you really start to see the bigger picture and that's how you grow, you know. That's how you that's grow. That's how you grow. You that's go to how... different places, see different things, learn different cultures. Facts. Um, talk to other people and see what they've been through. That's definitely how you grow. But um, that's facts. I even remember, like, one of my football coaches, you know, while we was, like, you know, we was picking, like, what college I want to do. You know, I really wanted to play college football. So I remember we going through our choices. He's like, yeah, you should just, like, pick D3, D3, or oh, no. and some D2 schools. I looked at him. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and my, I just looked at him. I ain't say anything, though. I just looked at him. Like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a, especially when I was younger, like, I'm a very reserved person. You know, I, I, I like to keep my, th- my thoughts to myself most of the times and everything. You know, it's, it's something I definitely been slowly growing out of. I speak my mind more now. But, like, back then, I would just be like, hmm, I'd have to observe and be like, all right, just... This person obviously not for me, so he's not good. So like I can't come back to him for advice and anything. And I'm glad I didn't listen. You know, I'm glad I didn't put myself inside a box or like, oh, you only have the talent to come play here or or there. And then, yeah. You know, no, you know what? This is what I want to do. So most definitely, um, I would say to all the listeners that's gonna come in and listen to this podcast, don't let anybody try to like stop your stop your vision. Do what you see yourself doing, because no one can stop your vision but you. Facts. I like that. That should be a title. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> oh, man. That's that's so interesting. I did not know. You know what? That's something... Hmm. When I think about my... You know what? I was a pretty good athlete, too. You definitely were. And you were fast. You were very competitive in soccer. That's I what remember. I'm saying. I remember. Fast, competitive. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I settled into D3. I settled into D3. And then mm-hmm. I was... I think my freshman year in college... I think I was more of a track runner then. And then right. I just kind of developed better soccer skills because... That's what I played in undergrad, mm-hmm. but I was just so sad. I was like, I just want to play. I just want to run track. And I was like, really tr- thinking about transferring to Howard. Mm-hmm. But they were like, you need to talk flat. And I was like, damn, now I got to find a trainer because now I'm out of shape. Right. I've been training this. Right. I've been training within this gap period, whatever. And I just felt like if I had the proper guidance, you know, then maybe I could have went to a school that wasn't D3, mm-hmm. right? I think a lot of the college process, we had to figure it out. Right, because in some ways we had some some people telling us one thing, and then you know our parents, you know That's some another, parents. That's another thing, <laughs> parents. Oh my god, <laughs> parents. Yo, that's another thing. My so, fault for cutting you off. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Just make sure you hold that thumbs so and share you. it. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Sometimes, um, you know, you know, parents, you know, you know, I'll speak for myself. My parents are immigrants, mm-hmm. um, so they only but know so much. I, for example, my mom was like, oh. You know, schools are not bad. You know, the students are bad. I said, mm, you know, now that, you know, I'm older, I'm like, you need to stop saying that, right? right? Because uh, um, schools have a, schools plays a big role on how it shapes students' lives mm-hmm. and ultimately shapes the decisions that they make in the future. Right. And then sometimes some parents, you know, they try, but they don't know. So they're like, they're just like, they're solely like holding on to think that the school is going to mitigate right or be that type of advisement right and sometimes some parents you know they just i don't know that's just that's just my experience to why some students may not find the proper guidance and then and through a social economic standpoint most immigrant parents and you know especially coming from our community they work long hours my parents work really really long hours so they don't have time to be like be like oh you good all right cool there's food on the table all right cool don't make noise in my ears i'm tired to go to sleep because i got work at four o'clock right. in the morning <laughs> that's facts right <laughs> so 
so like that so there's also a second a socioeconomic barrier not because it's a fault of they, that they don't want to but the stresses that come with it um the stresses that come with being an immigrant and um having to navigate the u.s itself and then sending to your school sending your sending your children to a school that's already problematic and i just want to say like public school is not bad like public school is not bad a lot of students went to public school and did really 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 well however we have to understand the type of resources and opportunities are in that particular school that again can shape the or benefit your benefit your child to move forward right so i think one key thing that you said was about the clearinghouse right i didn't like i was like whoa this is you know big news alert right and i'm pretty sure that that's very significant for people to hear because a lot of people don't know these why the hell did my coaches and my basketball tell me Facts. This? Like, like, what, Facts. What, what was y'all waiting for to tell me this but oh yeah but back to the parents oh <laughs> um, i could definitely agree with you because you know my my parents are immigrants as well mm-hmm. they're both from jamaica and, bop bop, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> You're a clown, and um, yeah, they 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 weren't aware just as much as I wasn't aware. So if they're not aware, I'm not aware. I'm just going to school unaware. Nobody cares at school, and if, if your parents don't care at home, that's I mean not not saying that they don't care, but like if your parents don't know at home, like mm-hmm. who else is gonna want to share that knowledge with you? Yeah, right. And I was you writing feel? this, I won't forget. Right. Like, I think part of it is because um, the image of what the U.S. provides, mm-hmm. right? When you other countries, like people want to come to America because education is free. Education right. is not particularly free in Caribbean countries, right? And mm-hmm. in some parts of you know in the world, the fact that education is free, the fact that it's like you know, this there's a still idea of like pick yourself by the bootstraps and then you'll be you'll you'll be successful mm-hmm. some people have told me that oh i thought when i come to the u.s i'm going to see gold on the floor right. right so ultimately they're just they're they just have this perception of the u.s that u.s is going to just like again provide that type of advisement right mm-hmm. so they're coming with this perspective already right so you could yeah. add on as well but yeah no no thank you but um that's, that's fact but like you know my parents just didn't know what was going on my, my father like you said he working long hours my mother working long hours they probably don't have time to be wanting to worry about what I'm go- what I need to be going through at school, but as, even though they should, but like, it's just a lot of stuff like they just didn't know. Like I was, I'm like I was like I was the first person in my family to go to college and play and play football and everything. So like my parents don't know about the recruiting process mm-hmm. and everything, like stuff I should have did before you know get, getting closer to going away to college and everything. So like. When I was going, getting ready for college, you know, they're confused as well. Mm. And it was for, you know, you're going to get frustrated sometimes mm. when you're confused. So it was just like, you know, it was a, it was, it was like, it was a difficult process trying to tr- get into where I'm at now. Because, you know, your, parent, your parents is, should be a part of all your decisions. Yes. They right. should be. Right. But it, it's hard. It's hard when they're frustrated and they don't know what you're going through. So now I'm, I got, I'm fighting a battle with my parents and the world trying to get to where I need to be. That's crazy. Like the research, like the cycle, right? Like again, school system trying to oppress you. Mm-hmm. Your your parents are trying to figure out what's going on. You know how to like how to best support you right. in the best. In, in in spite of the fact that they're working long hours, in probably a very again oppressive system. Like I think <laughs> a lot of workspaces are kind of oppressive, mm-hmm. and you know, and then so like there's this like cycle of of you guys just trying to like figure. Um, Figure it all out. You said something that kind of made me think about something, and now I just lost it. Damn. I don't know what it was. Wait, wait, wait. What it was? What it was? What it was? You said that. Oh, even so. The thing is, like, even if your parents 
were involved in a process mm -hmm. like they're still limited in the type of information right because they only know what they could think of or the assumptions right. um and let's say let's say if your parents were communicating with someone like the person who was trying to tell you to do d2 d3 mm -hmm. your parents might would have your parents That's might have thought like oh well this is the best option it's still a college that's, right. that's what my parents thought like mm -hmm. oh she's just going to school without thinking like you know hey undergrad i'm fortunate but mm, right i could have chosen a better better university right. a better university that could have better suit my cultural needs and my own aspirations right so i, I just wanted to say that yeah speaking of cultural needs um that's one thing delaware state did for me you know going to hbcu and coming from you know, the inner city of, mm -hmm. of Brooklyn, New York, you know, um, I'm trying to think of really the best way to say this, but a lot of people, like you said, we're like, we're in an oppressive system. And when you're, you're in an oppressive system, like you tend to like hold back on your dreams, you tell to not like follow, follow through with your dreams. And that's what I've seen at, at going to an HBCU and seeing, I'm a, and now I'm a majority. Now I'm saying, now seeing the majority, which is me, a black man, now seeing the majority dream and mm -hmm. actually go out and accomplish their dreams, mm -hmm. like that was, that was the best thing that Delaware State did for me and going to an HBCU. Yes. So like, okay, oh, y'all like, out here going for what y'all need. Oh, I'm, about to, I'm about to join y'all. I, I can do this now. I can, go, I can go achieve this. I can go get that also. You feel me? That's one thing Delaware State did for me. So, yeah. so it's like... It's like, oh, you're not a lone wolf. Like, you come mm -hmm. as many. Because I remember right. um, Kamala Harris, who's a Democratic candidate. Sorry, I'm not trying to propose this. <laughs> but <laughs> she went to Howard. Um, she, she graduated from Howard. And she talked about, you know, you know, some, like, the importance of why HBCUs should have funding, right? Because it provides that cultural space, right? right? So it's not like if you see a few, but you see many of black excellence greatness like in like hairstyles like 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 it really just represents the diaspora at large right of african-american culture or black culture at large so definitely definitely key major key alert <laughs> is there anything else you want to add i'm trying to think i'm of trying anything. to think also i'm trying to think too because we we will, we will talk about this like we have we have so much to say but we have to go in ralph we gotcha. have to go in let me just ask you this then. Mm -hmm. So let's just think about what are the ways, right? Because we, we are talking about a problem, right. right? And we recognize this problem, we experience this problem, and we're, we're talking about it on this podcast. So what are some ways that we can provide or what's some information we can share that can... What's what I'm looking for? So Okay, so what are some ways that schools can better support students who are in high school to better prepare them? Right, so whoever like who's a teacher, who's an administrator, who maybe listens to this podcast, what are some ways that they can think differently about the way they support their students, or think about the type of resources that are needed in those particular school spaces? That way, that those especially black and brown students can be prepared when they are when they graduate and ultimately decide the type of um, choices they make after high school. So um, I think it's as simple as um, getting to know your students, yes. getting to know what their interests are, getting to know getting to know what communities they're coming from, you know, um, and, and that that's going to help you. That's going to help you better um, lead them into the right way. So, you know, just, and, and also letting them know what they're what they're in for when they when they explain to you what they see themselves doing after high school. Like if they want to go to community college, what they need, what should they be doing if they want to go? If they want to. 
line. If they want to go to D one, exactly. if you want to go, if you want to go away, you want to play a Division one sport, let them know what they need to do. If they want to play Division two sports, let them know what they need to do. If they want to play Division three, etc., etc. You know, if they want to go to school in state, they want to go to out state. You know, just just let them know what what they need and what what they. And what they should be doing moving forward to to um help help better um support their own decision. I feel like it should just be simple as that. That's like, deep. If I came to you and said, oh um, hello hello Miss Izzy, um I want to I want to go to this state university blah blah blah. I mean, I know, said, but not not for you. <laughs> community yeah. college for everyone. Yeah, you like, go to community college. No, yeah, that's exactly. not me. Like, yeah, nah, yeah, I'm don't. joking. But that's what it was like in you know our experience. That's what it's right. like like no everyone is getting tracked into community college. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you might have a chance. Right. You know um that's a different story. Right. But go ahead. Sorry. I feel <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, it should be that simple, you know, just being supportive of of what the students want to do and and held and hold them to a high expectation. Like, <laughs> don't set the ball for them. Keep the ball high, basically. Mm-hmm. Keep the bar high. Keep the same ball for everyone. Again, like those statistics out here. Mm-hmm. That's what I do all day. <laughs> basically, when you set the bar low for these students, right? What happens is there's low achievement, so the grades are not up to par. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, if you're setting that tone, right, if you're setting that, and that's a bias. It's already a bias that teachers assume that this student is onto that trajectory. Like, some teachers are automatically have this type of perception versus where for black students, automatically has been proven and proven and proven time again that based on these biases, based on their perception, they automatically um subject them into a different like, a different trajectory of their life choices there's just so much i have to say but like definitely low achievement um when you put the bar low low, low achievement is definitely students don't do well in school um students ultimately drop out and you know which leads to greater consequences um for their economic opportunity you know some might just go into drug dealing who, don't, who knows right <laughs> right yeah be um, like, yeah, it's crazy. It's just, right, so my, and it's then, what it is, and, right? you know, it shows that students who, you know, there's a, there's a percentage that students who don't who don't graduate high school, they're like the chances of them becoming incarcerated is much higher, right? So it's important to have, it's, yeah, it's important to graduate high school, but what's most important is to provide those separate resources in high school, and like you said, put make um, put students to a higher standard because that's how they do well and that's how they excel. Right. It just comes together. Shoot for the stars. When you get to the stars, you end up on the clouds. Yes. You end up on the clouds. Still pretty or, much high at school. Or you end up in Mars. Or that. <laughs> or that. <laughs> but yeah, what would I what would I say? Okay, from a research perspective, because mm-hmm. you gave a, a you gave a really good answer. From a research perspective, what I would recommend for many um, scholars is there a lot to recommend right. so but looking at I was just like looking at the nuances looking at how does resources and what type of resources are available that are that isn't and not that is that all oh, that are excuse me that are in schools and that are not in schools and how can you again um, explain in research to make sure that minority students are getting the best of the best you know, NYC is number one segregated school in the United States. Mm-hmm. New York City public school systems is the most segregated. So it's just, it's very critical to understand how resources kind of affect, right, these particular groups of people and how we can best support these individuals, like individuals who were, who were us in that space, right? right? to move forward, right? And I feel like we're outliers, right? I really wish, you know, looking through Facebook and Instagram that many of my peers could have been in the space that we are in right now. And adding to this conversation, like we need to build consciousness, right? I think building consciousness is a big factor, which is why I created this podcast, Building Consciousness, contextualizing these conversations, 
So what are some ways that we can build consciousness among young people who are still affected by the disparity indication? So basically, how can we how can we build consciousness among the youth? Because we're around them all the time, right? Because they don't know that they're going through it, mm-hmm. right? And we didn't know that we were going through it. But now we know. So how can we, like, cut it, right? So that way the consciousness is, is, is literally, it's there while they're in high school. So it's like when they get into that stage, you know, um, just being there for them, you know, mm-hmm. explain, explain to them what we went through mm-hmm. and giving our best advice. You know, sometimes we mix up giving advice for telling someone what they should actually do. But I know just telling them what you went through, give them, give them certain advice and... And hearing them out, seeing how they feel, and don't just don't discourage them on like how they should how they should um move, moving forward, going into into the real world. Like trying to think of the simplest way to say it, but like yeah, just basically being there for being them. Being there for them. And always bringing up our mistakes on what we did wrong. Like mm-hmm. and also yeah, that's another thing. Tell them to use their resources. That's something we could did differently. Also, you know, use your resources. Like yeah. you know, even though they weren't like reaching out to us while we were in high school, like we still could have went out, but we weren't. How aware. did we know? How, yeah, that's like, right. You're right. You weren't did aware. We know? You weren't How aware. You we right. But like, let's put that. Let's put that on to the next generation. Yo, reach out to all the resources that you have, because ask as, questions. Ask questions. That's right. Reach out to your resources. Ask questions. And people are definitely should well they should be helping, <laughs> right? <laughs> if we if we were if if I had a camera, you would see my face. <laughs> they should, right? They should, they should be. Yeah, they, they should be giving you the best advice. And also, also helping you. get a second opinion. Just because right. someone tells you one thing, that doesn't mean that is the right answer mm-hmm. or the best answer. But also getting a second. That's opinion. right. It's good. It's good to have an open mind. Yeah. Get different decisions, different opinions. That's yeah. Right. So. Okay, so what are some conversations that you had with your friends in the past prior to this conversation that we had right now? To me, like... So, like, you know, talking to your friends from high school, mm-hmm. talking to anyone who, you know, when you talk about your high school experience. Mm-hmm. So what are some things that you've, like, addressed oh. to them? Oh, yeah, oh, one thing I would talk, we would talk about with my old friends, um... We just always be like, yo, they really tried to like cage us in, and it's like, <laughs> like they couldn't stop us. Like we really still like, you know, it was like from the outside looking in, it was supposed to be a bad experience. But like when I talked to like some of my other friends about it, it was like, yo, they couldn't stop us. They couldn't stop us from from having a great high school experience for what it was. Like yeah. you know, we made even though of- even though we we you know we we went through a bad system. I have so much great memories in that building that, you know, I wouldn't trade for the world. So, yeah, that would be it right there. I still had a great experience nonetheless. Thank you, Kenosi High School. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. They tried to cage you. Tried to cage us in. They tried. Like, they couldn't couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. We still had a great... We had a great experience nonetheless. Yo, I remember when they had the yellow gates... And then every time the bell, <laughs> and they had the bell rung, and then You're like, like you, you can't had pass a, this spot because of the schools is passing through. Yeah, we, I remember that. Running track, I used to try to hurdle. I'm like, you're not allowed to stop me. I used to like do like you know just like do the matrix mm-hmm. and slide. Through. <laughs> Go like, through like you're not allowed to stop me because again like part of that because mm-hmm. I know part of that is like went to. Like, you had to go to detention or you were in trouble. Like, mm-hmm. you're automatically just labeled. Like, oh, this is the late kid, right? Mm-hmm. Like, shut the fuck up, right? right. <laughs> so, that's They tried to... I remember... Yo, that's a good point. They tried to cage us in. They really tried They to. really did try to cage us in. Mm-mm-mm. Didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. 
it didn't work at all so what else to say like what do you think about the teachers that were there um that we had you know some teachers that really cared and some we had some great teachers at Kanasi. some teachers that really made the experience great to um remember mr perro the english teacher she is like, short with the glasses yes her. oh yeah oh, i loved her our class she was, was nice she was, she, was, she was sweet she was very sweet um, what's another um, We didn't learn anything, though. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, her class was great, and we had a great time. Thank you, Mr. Perro. We had a great time. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who else? Um, Mr. Shushkamaya, that was his name? Yes, Mr. Shush. Mr. Shush, he, he, was, was, he was great. He was great, you know. Before he, he left. Facts. He, he, he made us have a great experience. Remember Mr. Ja- Mr. Jan Polar, freshman year? He was good, too. Yeah, he was a great teacher. You feel me? We had a couple teachers that really, you yeah. know, cared about us. He was really trying to teach. Um, I had another social, te- social studies teacher that was great. Um, I think I know you're talking about. He was, he was a U.S. teacher? No, no. It was, it was a female. Oh. She, was, she was Jewish. She wore glasses. I don't remember. Yeah, I, remember. I, I forgot her name too, but yeah, she was great also. I remember, yo. So the U.S. teacher I had, right? I would never forget that he said that um, slavery was not one of the main reasons for the Civil War. Are you talking about Mr. Chavi? Is that him? I think you talk. He was he he was like he was like you know fiercely like white, but like he was actually African. He like he had some light skin, but he was African. He was like, African. Yeah, he his he no, had very him. light skin. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about though. No, right? oh, it wasn't right. him, but uh, he was he he was definitely white. He was a white teacher that said that. All right. Okay. And like I really like I would never forget something that. Why would you like absolutely wrong? <laughs> like. Different, you know. Yeah, and uh, and I'm pretty sure the curriculum has definitely played a part in the type of education we got. I don't think the teachers weren't bad though. The teachers were not bad. They really, again, they look. As long as you, you weren't being disruptive, yeah. you were passing. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all they care about. We need to get these students out of Canarsie because right. this school is not going to exist it's in not. two years, Facts. right? We need to push these kids out. And that's just our story. Right. That's just our story. That's really our story. Crazy. <laughs> just imagine how many other students across the U.S. is experiencing something like this or experiencing something worse. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> 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 All right, so mm-hmm. this is the end of... Well, thank you for participating in this important no conversation. I really thank you for inviting me. Yes. I had a great time talking about this topic. Awesome. And look, if you got to do part two, you know, we'll be, uh, uh, know. be like, you know. be like, yo, I just thought about this. We got to do this again. Cool. And we'll go to a studio. Alright, <laughs> right, guys. I'm Izzy. You've been listening to Izzy ne- Izzy's Network, the podcast. Thank you for listening. Make sure you follow, subscribe, and share the podcast. And see you